The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. Hi. <laughs> it's not that you're always quiet, just you're quieter. So maybe I need to shut the heck up. I think that I'm like, like a, what's the word when you, like a hand talker? Yeah, but like, I was gonna say, I don't know, like you're a animated. I'm an animated talker, and so you're so I end all up around. moving all around and like sitting really far back and going really close and stuff. Not me. I'm like a statue. I know you're just like. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then Mary and Lucy and da 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 da. I see. I'll see my way out. I'll pack a bag tonight. Oh my god! Well, we have just spent. I realized today we have spent seventeen days together, and then today we both went to work and didn't see each other. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, at about ten thirty-five a.m. Yeah, I like glanced at the computer or the clock on my computer and i was like how is it not 4 30 yeah like whew, i was getting up at 10 a.m every day i know sorry no it like i was so we just went on vacation for 17 days and i would wake up between seven and eight pour a coffee go outside sit on the screened porch yeah and like watch the sun come in yeah read my book do my duolingo yeah, like the so my cottage is on a family property with five cottages and my family all of them are very social. Yeah. So like those few hours in the morning are your you time. Like it's not that I'm not social, but your family's exceptionally social. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I just get tired. I know. Like but not of them. Just No, of the, no. Yeah. But like by 9 a.m. there are like four children under the age of 12 running around yeah and a bunch of dogs and well like even my like i don't know how old he is 76 year old uncle he gets up early and walks down the front with a coffee oh him and i talked about the weather almost every morning <laughs> there you go i was like morning uncle al <laughs> well see if this uh rain keeps away for the day yeah that's good yeah i like it i'm very good at talking to old people <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if he listens but you're not old uncle al okay well um we did see my 97 year old grandma though yeah she's old i know we thought the worst yeah we walked in and she was just laying flattened on her back in bed with the blankets pulled up to her chin and like not even on a pillow her head was just she was almost like a bit on an angle like a 45 degree angle yeah she wasn't and i was like "Uh uh-oh yeah (laughs) i haven't seen her in two years Anyways, and she sprung up she like a sprung up, flung chicken. that blanket off. She was fully dressed, ready to go. Popped her shoes on. 
Okay. But then as soon as she sat in her wheelchair, she's like, okay, you can push me now. Yeah. She had to like show us this this feat of strength of getting up. Yeah. And then she was like, your turn. Anywho, <laughs> episode 12 was kind of, other than like a really big announcement, Yeah, it was kind of a doozy. Like doozy as in Like a... there was not a lot to unpack here. No, there wasn't a lot to unpack. Um, yeah, it was kind of a weird filler episode almost. So, okay, it's called With a Little Help from My Friends, uh, January 13th, 1997. My God, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we're officially over halfway through the first season. Oh, yeah, we are. <clears throat> That's crazy. It is going by fast. It is. I wish we could do more. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Plans for Lucy's surprise birthday party backfire and Happy has puppies. Two puppies. Like, calm down. Yeah. That's why, maybe that's why she didn't look so pregnant. Also, like, Happy's an all-white, like, long-haired kind of terrier dog. And these were border, and these collie. Were border collie puppies. <laughs> like, but, they were, like, I bet you that in real life they were, like, waiting for someone to have, like, it was, like, the set guy. Like, Joe on camera three's border collie was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, as soon as these puppies are born, we'll use them. Slick them up with some oil. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. It was weird. But I just want to say, so a dog's gestation period is 58 to 68 days. The first episode where they got happy, was that episode two? No, it was the pilot. They got happy the very first episode? Yeah, remember? And Which they... was before Halloween. It was August 26th. So if they're going based on, like, I don't know if, if their timeline is the mm -hmm. same, but if that was August 26th, September, October, November, December, that's like a five-month pregnancy when it should only have been two months, eight days max. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And they never did a Christmas episode. So it does feel weird. They did Halloween, then Thanksgiving, and no Christmas. Oh, yeah, they skipped Christmas. Like, seems odd, unless Christmas hasn't happened yet. Mm. I just think that, like, the Halloween episode came out on the 4th of, of November. Of November, which tracks like that, that yeah. would be the closest. And so then they took a break from the 16th of December to January 13th. But yeah, there was no Christmas episode in there. Anyway, all I'm saying is whose puppies were those really? <laughs> the, the oh, I need my notes. I'm like closing up my phone here. Yeah, you're like, and we're done. <laughs> That's okay. all. So it starts off with a lot of animosity. There's a lot of sass coming in. Very first scene. The family comes piling in from church. Eric is pissed. Matt missed church. Again. Again. <laughs> and everyone, all the kids are saying, oh, it's probably because of a girl. Probably because of a girl. And then bring, bring, the phone rings. And Because Matt, he stayed out all night. Because he stayed out all night. That's right. Again. Yeah. Like, I just think, like, Matt. He's 16. You're brazen. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, so the the phone rings, Matt's on the other end, and he can't tell Eric where he is. Or what he's doing. Or what he's doing. Now, I made a note here. Eric does the same thing to Annie all the time. 
You're right. In so many episodes, Eric's like, well, I'm dealing with this church thing. I can't tell you about it. Like, Eric, you're not a cop. <laughs> like, you're not a private investigator and you, like, can't talk about your work. You're not a therapist. Like, you can't. Wait till season five when it comes out that he's part of the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I just thought it was interesting that Eric does this. This is a learned behavior from Matt. That's true. That is a very good note. <laughs> I first noted the chain on Matt's pocket. He had like the thinnest, daintiest wallet, wallet chain, chain. I know. Coming from his belt into his pocket. That's such a 1997 thing to do. Yeah. But the wallet chains that I saw in high school were thicker. Some were like super thick. Yeah, nobody's like nobody's it was, this not was like, taking this your... was like a little necklace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was almost like they were like, "Ooh, he should have a wallet chain to be hip." It's nineteen ninety seven now, and then they scanned around the like crew, and they're like, "Nancy with the necklace, give us your chain, give us your chain." But it's fourteen karat gold. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Give it to me. Yeah. So, so oh, okay. So we find out immediately Matt is at Mrs. Binks's house. Do you know how many times I had to correctly spell her name? I thought they said Mrs. Fink. I thought they said Mrs. Banks. I thought they said, I, I was like, who's this woman? How did you spell it? B-I-N-K. Oh, I spelled it B-I-N-X. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that That's was very like... 1997. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Mrs. Binks. Um, is the woman from back in episode like two I don't know or two three. or three? I think it must have been two because it was when Matt was smoking. Mm -hmm. And no, that was episode one, wasn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah, so much happened in episode one. This is what I'm saying. There was so much to unpack in this one. Much less, much to less. Unpack. So the woman in episode one who, um, Eric like conned into pretending to have emphysema like scare matt, scare into, matt not into not smoking yeah. this is mrs binks yeah um so he is helping her around the house with some like chores but i like that she says you can't tell your father or anyone because they're gonna want to put me in a home yeah i don't think a minister of a christian church has the authority yeah, like where have you signed is over your right? Mrs. Binks's power of attorney. Is it Eric? Like is it instantly the <laughs> minister of the church that you attend? Because then we are in trouble. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We all know what Eric Camden in real life does. So. Yeah. So that that theme carries through the whole episode of like Matt trying to help Mrs. Binks, yeah. but also trying to like establish some boundaries. He's really struggling with do I tell my parents but she told me not to i'm trying to do a good thing and i just think any adult that coerces a youth even somebody if it is under to change 18 their damn light bulbs yeah yeah it wasn't it, it was a weird vibe like even some of the scenes where she's talking to him she's like she goes from like lusty yeah she goes from like lusty to like whiny to like aggressive and like you can't tell your dad yeah and it was really odd yeah um, so much so that uh, she calls the school that Matt goes to, the high school, and pretends to be their sick aunt Beatrice. Beatrice Gladys, maybe Gladys. I don't know. And um, so the school. <laughs> this is such a 1990s thing to like not follow up. Yeah. Like, so the school 
So, okay. So Mrs. Binks calls and says, I am Eric's sister and I'm super sick and I can't get a hold of Eric or Annie. So I've called the school looking for Matt. My underage nephew. Can he come? And so then, but then like the secretary's like, oh, it's the reverend's, you know, it's the reverend's sister. I wouldn't want to get step in the way. Like he's not the king almighty of Glen Oak. Well, or is he? Or is he? I guess. Anyways, so, and then Mary happens to be standing there. Yeah. Just by chance, passing by the office yeah. at the same time. And she's like, oh, it's your Aunt Gladys. And Mary just looks at Matt. And then when Matt phones Mrs. Binks, she's like, huh, that was a pretty cool ruse, hey? <laughs> like, like I feel hair. like, yeah, she was like tapping her, her cigar and yeah. adjusting her bow tie. Totally. And so he goes there with Mary and he says, like, you know, you can't be doing this. Yes. And so I felt like Mrs. Binks was acting like she couldn't remember. So she was saying, oh, I can't remember why I called you. Right. So then I was like, okay, is this like she's getting dementia and she actually does need the help? But or is she just saying she can't remember in front of Mary? No, she's like taking advantage and manipulating mm -hmm. a young man. Yeah. I wrote acting like she can't remember in front of Mary. Very manipulative woman. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, you're not wrong. No. So then. So let's pause on that because we'll get to yeah. where it ends up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and the whole time Matt's like doing all these things and saying, like, I just can't tell you. I need you to trust me. I need you to trust me. And they're like, we're trying really hard to trust you, Matt. I know. It's just so like even at 16, like if Olivia's sneaking around like that, like absolutely not. She sneaks around now. Yeah. So <laughs> I just think like. I don't know. I, I don't want my kid to think they have to keep something from me. Yes. Your kid. Yeah. Well, but, like, but yeah, because it's problematic that an adult is asking a minor to keep a secret for them. Yeah. Especially one that, well, it doesn't matter whether they're related or not, but like, it's not a secret, like a surprise party. It's a secret. <laughs> I thought you were going to go down like the like creepy uncle route. Oh. Like no. when your creepy uncle tells you to keep a secret, <laughs> yeah. you absolutely you do absolutely, not. Yeah. But also surprise parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a surprise party is a different kind of secret being kept than Mrs. Binks. Like Somebody told me once a really good way to break it down with kids. <clears throat> and this was a rule in their family that secrets are okay if there's an end time to a positive outcome. So an uh, like a secret because a surprise party is happening is different than you can never tell your parents absolutely ever for the rest of your life about our parties about our parties in the games closet yeah oh so so yeah and yeah and i i want my kids to be able to feel comfortable enough to tell me something like i would hope that my children would know that that was a problematic situation and they should tell me yeah because also, once again, Matt being parentified. I was just going to say. He's taking on this entire, like, he's now looking after an old woman? Like. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's a little bit getting off on him changing light bulbs. and Yeah, flicking his hair around while he's up there. Yeah, in a sweater. <laughs> and is that chain. Because it's January. Yeah. It's chilly in, Cal in uh, California. So Lucy turns 13. Yeah. So also in the very first scene. It's Lucy's 13th birthday, and we are going to celebrate it. What a special day. And Mary, ever the big sister, is like, 
I don't understand why it's such a big deal. It wasn't a big deal for me turning 13. Yeah. Matt didn't get a big extra big something because he turned 13. And Lucy, just the poor middle child, riddled with anxiety and emotion. Yeah. Is all she's asking for is a boy-girl party. Yeah. And she just wants her 13th birthday to be special. Yeah. Because her other birthdays probably haven't been special because she's a middle child. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm an, I'm the oldest child. I had the best birthdays. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> okay so she ends up um at school and we get introduced to dwight have you looked him up on like imbd yeah he does a bunch of voice work db i always say bd bad days he did a bunch of voice work that was it <laughs> like are you serious because mm -hmm. he had the inflection Car of like cartoon voice work he had like the inflection of a moist towelette gone <laughs> almost dry. Ew. You're not wrong. He is this like awkward, chubby kid. And him and Jimmy Moon are standing there inviting all of these people to his birthday party. And all these people are like, ew, no, we don't know you. Which is like rude, but also like. Yeah, like I like, think who's this kid and what's happening? Yeah, it's supposed to be Jimmy Moon's BFF, and and it's so it turns out that Dwight's birthday is also the same day as Lucy's. Like wink, wink. Yeah, and so he, so Lucy is like, "What do you mean, Jimmy? Like it's my birthday. Like we're having dinner with my family, and then I thought we you were coming over. Like, yeah. and he was like, "Well, now you could come over to this birthday and celebrate with Dwight." And she's like, "But it's my birthday. I don't want to share it." Ew, that's what he looks like now? Yeah, he looks exactly the same. Can you screenshot that? I'm going to put this on our stories. I'm sorry. Oh, oh he's dead. No. Oh, shoot. We got to record this whole thing again. Oh, no. So the actor who played Dwight was really cherished. He lit up a room. He was such a gift to this world. He's, he was in a movie called Fallen Angel, so that's maybe. Well, now he's our Fallen Angel. R.I.P. What's his real name? Um, Jason Davis. He died in 2020 at the age of 35. My God, from COVID? Oh, I don't know. No, February 20, February 16th, pre-COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> Why does that make it worse? I don't know. Oh, no. Ugh. I'm looking Jason. Oh, fentanyl. That's not great. Oh, that's not great either. It was an accident, but like also. Like, aren't almost all fentanyl deaths accidents? Because nobody. No, like I think it gets put in there by accident. Yeah. Or it gets put on there on purpose, but you don't know when you die by accident. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you ever, do you ever say on accident? That's an American thing, I think. American I've, people? Is that yeah. true? Because I've heard it a few times, like on TV or. I don't really know, but people say on accident. Like the first time I ever heard it was my American friend, Holly, who I went to cooking school with. Oh. And she was like the first American that I ever really like met. Yeah. Got close to. And she would say on accident all the time. And I was like, what is she saying? Like, it kind of makes sense because you do something on purpose. Why wouldn't you do something on accident? Yeah. Do you want me to explain Yozin? <laughs> my son. He says Yozen as the plural of use. Well, but for a long time, we didn't know what he was saying. Yeah, that's true. And he's like, yeah, I yozened it. And I was like, you yozened it? 
Yeah. So like if you think about it, you say choose and chosen. Why wouldn't you say use and yosen? Yeah. Choose, <laughs> chose, chosen. Yeah. Use, use, use yosen. <laughs> like English is English is a wild ride. It is. <laughs> oh. Anywho, Dwight, the shining star actor of this episode. Yeah. Um, it's also his birthday. They're throwing a surprise party. No, sorry. They're throwing a party and they want Lucy to come. Right. Sorry. I just, you just ruined, I just it, ruined but it for everybody. I read the words. We're in mourning now over this. <laughs> I know I'm flustered. Star. Uh, yeah. So Lucy is upset and Dwight shows up at their house after school and there's a fresh. But somehow before after school. How did he get there? Yeah. Considering. The other, they get picked up by Matt and Mary in a car. Yeah. He somehow got there. Teleported. Teleported, yep. He's having cookies and Used milk. Used a port key. He's having fresh baked cookies that Annie has spent her afternoon baking with Ruthie. Yeah. And he's convincing. So he's convincing Annie to let Mary come to his Lucy. party. Or sorry, Lucy to come to his party. But. We don't know, which we now know is it's a surprise party for, for Lucy. Lucy. As a gift from Jimmy Moon. Yeah. But so. Lucy's having none of it. And he's like, I just thought it'd be nice to meet your mom. And maybe she'd be more into the idea of you coming to my party. Yeah. Did you notice, though, also in that moment, um, Simon asks where Happy is. And then Annie says she's been outside. And, and Simon's like, all day alone? Because somehow he knows she's about to have her puppies. And um, I don't want to be rude, but it's because he's the husband. <laughs> he calls himself the oh, husband. I hate it so oh. much. Okay, so we'll get to the puppies. But then Ruthie turns to Dwight and says, do you have a dog? And Dwight says, no, but I really want a dog. And then who gets the puppies in the end? Yeah. I Wait. think that was intentional. No, I know. I just thought it was interesting. Oh, okay. Anywho, so Lucy, it, Lucy is like the a mean girl kind of. She w does not want to go to like dorky, overweight dorky Dwight's. Dwight's party. Yeah, on her birthday. Yeah, loser Dwight. Yeah, and she said, "Mom, you've ruined my life." <laughs> it's really funny. And then she runs away in Lucy style. Yeah, and then. But then Annie turns to um, Mary and Matt and says, you guys need to encourage her to go to this party because she knows it's a surprise party. Yeah. Why not tell Matt and Mary that, though? Because they're kids. They can't keep a secret. Matt is a 47-year-old yeah. contributing adult of this household. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he parents them as well. <sighs> Anyways, so do you want to just finish up this surprise party? Ish. Yeah. Well, Lucy ends up back at school the next day and says to Jimmy, I am not coming to this party. And Jimmy's like, okay, well, we canceled it. And Lucy's like, why? And he's like, because it was a surprise party for you. And you ruined and it. And now she's the worst human the worst. in the world. Get out of here, Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. So then, but then they find out, like, at dinner time, yeah. Eric's like, hey, are you so excited for Dwight's party? And she's like, I'm actually not going. And he says, like, he, like, snaps out. Oh, yeah. He has, like, a... He has, like, oh, a, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Came so Canadian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You bet, bud. <laughs> you bet, Jay. 
snaps at her. And so there's a whole side story going on with it's like Eric needed lines. And so there's a whole side story going on about Steve, the like handyman, maybe he's an electrician. I don't know. And he has lost his job and Eric is trying to get him back on. He's trying to help him. He's a friend. Yeah. This is the, this is the whole underlying message of this episode is helping friends. Yeah. So he's trying to help his friend and the friend is refusing to take like money from the church and save yeah. it for somebody who's really down and out. But Eric's like breaking stuff on purpose at the church so that he can pay him to, to repair it, it. Which is so stupid. Like, <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not down and out. I trust you and you're a man of God. And so therefore, yeah, you know, I have faith. Well, yeah. So he finds out he's living in his car. Van. 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 Hashtag van life. Yeah. <laughs> his worker the, van. Yeah. With his daughter and his wife. Yeah. Excuse me. And he, so then Eric finds this out and there's this weird moment where he's like, do you want my, you know, are you sure you're not going to take anything? And then Eric's like, if it gets any worse, you're coming to live with us. And Eric, he, all Steve says is that all I want from you, Eric, is a prayer. And then Eric's like, you still believe? Yeah. Like, it's not Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, so this is like who Eric is saving through the episode. Yes. We'll get into what happens. Um, uh, but he is frustrated because... Is that our ice cream that just showed up? I didn't want to say, but... <laughs> Can I start talking about, why don't I wrap up the birthday? Will you run and pick it up? Okay. So I promise we don't order ice cream every time we record, but just two times, two times now it's been a day. Um, so, okay. So I can't remember what I said that I would wrap up the, maybe the surprise party. So everyone's upset at Lucy. She's crying because she really let her dad down and you know, she's better than that. And it's a lesson she hasn't learned yet. And then after the birthday dinner, they come home and she's like, that was a great dinner. And they're like, okay, why don't you take these plates and let's go have cake in the living room. And she's like, okay. And they go into the living room and they yell surprise. And all of these friends are there. Mila Kunis makes a return, which I think like how much did she get paid just to show up for this one scene? So Mila's there and um, Dwight and Jimmy are there and all this stuff. So they, and she's like, oh my God, this party's for me. So it's the boy girl party she wanted all along and everyone starts dancing and it's awkward. And then that's when Jimmy Moon is dancing with his girlfriend, Lucy and Dwight cuts in. It's like kind of like a montage, like a um, and Lucy sort of like laughs and starts dancing with Dwight. And then Dwight says, I love I you. Love you. I'm in love with you. <laughs> and she just has this like shocked look on her face. And then Eric steps in and starts dancing with her. But then like <laughs> later that night when she's going, first of all, it's a Wednesday. Why not have it on the Friday or Saturday? Yeah, I mean can't have it on the saturday why because it would roll over into church day you could have it on the friday though okay so they so lucy's in bed and she's like mary i have to tell you something dwight said he loves me and you know i'm just starting to see him in a different light and maybe he is a really good guy and 
I just think like Lucy, where are your ethics and morals here? Like, yeah, like that was so weird. It was She's really just gonna weird. like throw in the towel and well, no, she said like, we're gonna find Dwight a nice guy, a nice girl. But like he said, he loved you, not yeah somebody else. Yeah, and the whole time the rest of the Camdens are outside the bedroom door, like giggling. Yeah, in their pajamas. In their pajamas, and they bust in, and they've all got a gift. So earlier in the episode, we learned that they only give gifts that are like handmade handmade hand-me-downs like repurposed repurposed. you can't spend money on it yeah so ruthie gives her a card no it was like a but it was like a a free play session with her imaginary friend is that what it was yeah that's who hooey that's that's who hooey is hooey hooey howie she was like a hooey card and i was like what's that then i was like (laughs) did we miss like a weird inside family no it's just her imaginary friend okay and then Simon's going to make her bed 11 times. I thought it was 13 because she's 13. Like, that would make sense, but I really <laughs> do think it was 11. Okay, I'm going to go. All right. We'll go check. Yeah. And then um, Matt and Matt and Mary give her, like, they obviously spent money, like a basket on, like, items to get you through your teen years, including teen spirit, teen spirit deodorant, a- face wash, a loofah. All the things that yeah. you need. Um, one then, of those soaps that was like oh god wrapped it, in the tightly wrapped in the cellophane. They all smelled different. It was like vacuum sealed. Yeah, and they and were they were like oily, oily. They're kind of transparent, but they were a color. So yeah, it was green. Yeah. I remember them. I had an orange one. I kept in my sock drawer. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then Eric gives her a picture, a framed picture of lucy and him moments after lucy was born this sends lucy into sobbing sobbing for days and then annie has a locket and she said my mom gave me this when i turned 13 and now i'm giving it to you and i thought what about your other two kids this is what i don't like is it because she's dead now i this is what i thought i think well she was probably she was alive when the other two when mary turned 13 but i mean she still could have given it to her Sure. Maybe she wasn't ready to part with it. I don't know. I think it's interesting. People who have more than one child, like how do you break up these heirlooms effectively? Especially if they're both the same gender and you want to give things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like like it is often vaginas that hold on to lockets. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. That's they exactly shove them right up yeah. there. <laughs> Vajazzle them. Oh, no. <laughs> um yeah like i have been given like i got given a ring of my dad's and i think my brother has one as well i don't know i just yeah how do you split these things up equally if that's how if you've got five kids yeah like is mary like where's my locket from grandma yeah anywho (laughs) so lucy's 13 woohoo simon oh did you talk about why eric snapped Oh, no, I thought I was just wrapping up the surprise party. Oh, okay. Eric snaps because and yells at Lucy about the party thing because he's so stressed about his friend Steve. Yeah, he's like, you need to be grateful. You live in a house and have food and uh, clothes and go to the kids party who you don't like. Dang it. Dang it. Yeah, that was it. So Simon is obsessed with the fact that Happy is somehow they know happy is going to have kids no babies puppies 
at any minute. Yeah. Is it because it's been four months and they're She's two months overdue? overdue? Maybe. It's funny because the puppies that they did use were, were not fresh. No, they were like a six-week-old, eight-week-old yeah. border collie puppy. Yeah. And like, it's kind of, it's like in the movies or in the TV world when a human has an infant and they use like a Nine, six month old and they just like, yeah, cover it in blood and guts. Yeah. So they did the same thing to these border collie puppies, but they put like Vaseline on them to make them look shiny. Like they yeah. had just come out and like she conveniently had them in the basket that was all set up. Yeah. In the front foyer. In the front foyer. And there was. Did you Americans say foyer? Oh, the front foyer. But it sounds foyer. Foyer. We say foyer. Foyer. It's French. Yeah. Chesterfield. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Canadian word? Instead of couch, Couch, sofa. Sofa. Chesterfield. I think Chesterfield. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. It's like a porch and a veranda. Mm. My grandparents always said veranda. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So (laughs) Simon yells that the puppies are coming. The puppies are coming and there's no blood and guts. Yeah. And <laughs> this white dog is just totally normal. I was very happy, though, how much Annie advocated for not touching them. Not touching them. Moms know just like I just like liked because yeah. that'd be me, too. I'd be like, don't touch them. Get your dirty hands off these puppies. Yeah. Yes. But what I didn't like is on night one after these puppies have been born. They were left alone to sleep in the basket in Ruthie and Simon's room. Yeah. And then. So before the puppies were born, Simon is saying he needs to stay home from school because she's going to have her puppies. And they're like, no, we'll watch her. You go to school. And then he says, I'm like her husband. Like (laughs) gross, Simon. I don't like that. No, not at all. And so then puppies are born. They spend the first night in a bedroom with a 10 and six year old. Yeah. Like, and Simon says he woke up every time for the feedings. And Annie was like, why did you have to wake up? And she's like, well, I fed happy every time she was feeding those puppies. So she didn't run out of milk. And like, Annie's like, okay, Annie, that's why they shouldn't have been in that room because you don't leave an eight and a six year old in charge of. But he was acting like. Like your tip, your stereotypical TV new dad. Yeah. He like comes home or comes downstairs. He's all disheveled. His like sleeping shirt is like partially unbuttoned and he like needs a coffee and he hasn't slept because he's been up all night with these brand new babes. And yeah. like, and no. he's like, Ruthie was supposed to alternate with me, but she slept through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. He really like, I. it's nice that he's taking this on, but I just also- didn't like that. He referred as her husband no that's bestiality and i don't like that (laughs) um we didn't talk about so when eric is breaking stuff around the church to try to get his friend steve to come and fix it he asks annie for a screwdriver and then he doesn't know how to ask for a wrench he doesn't know what it's called and he's acting like an idiot like making these hand gestures and he's like it's like this big and it like does the the twisty thing with the thing and the and annie who's fixing everything because she's you know rattling off these different tools yeah and like eric doesn't know what they're called or where they live in their house yeah because annie does the blue jobs they're hip it's 1997 yeah that's (laughs) very accurate um And then 
So late at night, Matt gets a call from the hospital. No. Mrs. Binks called oh, Matt in the morning. Yes. And said, please come over on your way to school because I have a coffee can full of money that I've thrown up on the highest shelf in my kitchen and, and I, I need it. And Matt is trying to set a boundary and be like, Mrs. Binks, I'm going to be late for school. I'm going to have my phone, phone already, privileges taken away. Yeah, I already played hooky once. Da, 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 da. And so he goes to school and doesn't go to her house. And poor old Mrs. Binks attempts to climb a stepladder. <laughs> the ricketiest. The stepladder is older than she is. Yeah, it was being held together with like wood nails and, and, a, and a hope and a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> And so there's this dramatic scene where her close up on her feet and she's trying to step up and it's shaking all over and she's Teetles. reaching for it and she falls back and slams into she the wall. Hits that wall. I know. So I, hard. So all she does is break her ankle, but it looked like she, she had a body slam. <laughs> <laughs> like the ankle's the least of her worries yeah. with how she Like fell. they threw this poor woman into the and, side of the wall. <laughs> and all I thought was she needs one of those help. I can't get up. Yeah. buttons it was probably around this time that those ads started coming out do you remember the commercial with the person yeah. laying like on their side of yes. the bed help i've oh, fallen I've fallen and i can't get yeah. up that's why they invented the clapper too yeah clap on some clap of the residents at my work have i've fallen and i can't get up buttons yeah, my grandma great. had one too 100 yeah. percent. that's why i hold my phone all the time because this, it's, it's mine fallen you can't get up yeah button. Yeah, that's fair. Some of the residents have them like on their wrist, like a big red button on their yeah. wrist. Yeah. <laughs> like an eject button. There's just going to be like an implant in our earlobe or something by the time we're old. And all we'll just, we'll just have to like say a code word like banana. <laughs> <laughs> Help is on the way. Help is on the way. <laughs> so, so the phone rings. It, I guess it's the hospital. And Mrs. Binks has asked them to call Matt. And like, Matt, the seven, 16 year old. And so he's like, it's Mrs. Binks. I have to go to the hospital. And Eric and the doctor wants to talk to me. Like Mrs. Binks, where are your supportive family members? Your, or any other adult. Anyone. Who's not a 16 year old child. <laughs> she can't. But this is the thing. She has to confide in a kid because the kid's not, the kid's not smart enough to make her go to a home. It doesn't have the facilities i don't know what the word is faculties faculties well eric says i'm gonna come with you i won't tell her i'm there but like i we need to figure something he's out. gonna talk to the doctor and yeah. matt's gonna visit with mrs Bates. yeah so eric's talking to the doctor and they're going on about all this stuff and you know she needs some help and she's got the biggest fattest like, i forgot what casts looked like back then in 1997 they were huge <laughs> yeah, yeah huge A big plaster cast yeah it probably weighed more than she did yeah so she does figure out that that eric is there yes and so with a little help from friends they get together and eric asks mrs binks if instead of getting his son matt to do all these things around the house could she hire steve yeah and steve's wife can help make sure you're okay with your medication mm -hmm. and all this stuff yeah i mean Mrs. Binks needs a higher level of care and does need to go into a home. <laughs> in your professional opinion. In my professional opinion, for somebody who works in a retirement residence, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Binks should go now before it's too late. But anyways, she's already broken her ankle. Who am I to say? Yeah. Who am I? Who? So, the fa so Steve's family gets there and 
Mrs. Binks, grateful Mrs. Binks, which, okay. I get that she doesn't want them to just move into her home because it's her home. But she tells Steve that if he builds them an apartment in the garage, they can live in it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like, that's I nice don't know her. what the garages of Glen Oak look like, but like our garage is not insulated on the door. And like you, I don't think it would be. Yeah. I don't know. I like mean, it's in, California. It's not like they need. But like in Full House when DJ was sick of sharing a room and so she moved into the garage. Yeah. And then didn't, oh no, Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky lived in the attic, attic. I think, right? Yeah. yeah. The family was busting at the seams. It sure was. It was a full house. Yeah. <laughs> but that really came full circle. And, you know, now Mrs. Binks is getting the help that she needs. Steve and his wife are helping and they're getting the help that they need. And yeah. all is well. All's well in Glen Oak. Oh, and then we find out that Dwight is taking the puppies. Oh, yeah. Both puppies. Both puppies so they can stay together. I want to point out, I don't know if you clocked this, but why was there milk in every scene almost? There was milk and orange juice in every scene, I thought. There was milk. So as soon as they came in from church on the very first scene. Oh, yeah, they all poured milk. They poured milk. And then Mary had three sips and put her full glass in the sink. Like, ma'am, dump that out, rinse your cup, and put it in the GD. Lots of milk. Also, yes. In 1997, it was probably five cents a liter. Probably. And then there was a scene where I, okay, you're right. Because there's a scene where they're all eating and they're all drinking giant glasses of milk. And I assumed it was breakfast, but it was dinner, I think. Yeah. Like not, I mean. And then the cookie scene. And the cookie scene. Milk. So as a person who was of the same age of these children in 1997 i had to drink a glass of milk with dinner every single night and i could not leave the table till it was done yeah i have the strongest bones to prove it (laughs) (laughs) you're mrs binks you're not breaking an ankle no i'm sure not maybe that's why she didn't like shatter her rib cage yeah because of all that milk she drinks she's got osteoporosis okay that was all I kind of had for notes. Like I said, this episode My notes really have been done for five minutes. Oh, sorry, <laughs> this episode really fell flat. Yeah, like I it was they're... fine. Everything connected, but like it was a reach. Yeah, I'm. I I don't. So like the names of all these episodes, like I'm curious about. They're all like trendy. Okay. About what things of things that were kind of going on, I think, at the same time that these episodes came out, like no funerals and a wedding, the like with a little help from my friends. Like when did that song come out? I think quite a while ago, but right. So what is episode thirteen? What's next week? It's called America's Most Wanted. Oh boy. When Mary steals a glass, (gasps) Matt takes the rap and gets busted. The still shot is Simon crying, so I can only oh assume my God. the family is going to be broken. Shook. Shooketh. Wow. Yeah. Well, we did it. Hopefully the next episode's better. Mary's going to steal a glass. Yeah. There can't be a lot to unpack in every episode because that would be wild. I know, but the first episode could have been four episodes. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, thanks for this journey. Yeah. We are home. We're, We're home. back. Oh, and I finished school. I feel like we just talked about you griping that I wasn't done school yet. 
You're like done. A couple episodes ago. I'm done. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a nutrition manager now. So if anybody needs a nutrition manager, it's just not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To tell you to drink a lot of glasses of milk. Yeah. All right. Bye. Have a good one. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.